Oh, my bad. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I had it on mute. I was like, I wonder why can you hear me. How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm good, homie. How are you? Hey, I'm doing blessed. I'm doing good. Blessed, blessed, man. Hey, hey, I heard the beat. What's that? I said I heard the beat. That was amazing. I like that. <laughs> oh, you were ready to it? I was, I was previewing what I might show you if you wanted to ask. I was like, what am I going to play this guy? So I, had to, I didn't even know you were on yet. <laughs> So got good? you, got you, got you. Where are you well, guys I'm from Columbus, from? Ohio. Uh, nice. That's I'm dope. calling from Columbus. Yep. That's dope. That's good. It yeah, looks like there's a little Ohio. delay. Give me one second. Yeah, it's a lot of underground. Um, I know that's going on right now. But we got some artists that's uh, definitely you know in Atlanta. I think there's one in California. His name is like his name is Elliot Trent. He's doing his thing um, behind the scenes and on the scenes it. as well. R&B, yeah. So, yeah, we, we yeah, doing our thing, man, for sure. But, yeah. I got um, a homie out there. Oh, what's his name? Uh, his name's Matt. He's going to, he was going to school out there. He's at uh, U of Pitt. But he was, uh, he was, he's always in Ohio. He was in, going to school in Ohio. Uh, so that's my homeboy. So I might just come pay you guys a visit in person when all this uh, Rona shit is over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so look, this uh, this is some more details about the show. So what I'm going to do is I'll do the introduction of the show, say I got special guests, and then um, do a little uh, quick break, and then I'll pick it right back up, say, you know, welcome back, and then introduce you. I'll go, yeah. into, your inter I'll go into your introduction, and then we can just um, hit the questions running from there, all right? All right, so I just want to let you know that this yeah. year I changed my name. I used to be Jamel Thomas. That's my middle names, but I drop all that. I'm just me. I'm just Philip Romaine, or I call it Promaine, just like... Promain, that's it. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, yeah. that's that's what I, that's why I saw. I was like, because at first I think when I tried to send the questions against you, I was like, you must have changed his name. So then I had to look <laughs> at my friends list and see who who uh, what you changed it to. But yeah, Promain is it? Yeah, that's what it is right, right now. You better you better that's change before you blow up, right? You got to change before you blow up. <laughs> you, you got to. You got to. No, nah, I, I I dig it. I dig it. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, let's see here. Welcome back to another episode of Movers of the Culture. I got a special guest here with me tonight. Um, you guys are going to enjoy it. It's going to be a good episode, man. So stay tuned. We'll get right back to it right after this.
Excited, baby. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Movers of the Culture. Like I said, got a special guest in here today. Hey, look, uh, he doesn't need an introduction, but I'm gonna give him his introduction. Uh, here over at Movers of the Culture, we'd love to give people their roses, and this uh, young man definitely deserves his roses for the work he's putting in so far. So let's jump into it. Uh, it's a little wordy, but bear with me. Uh, let's see here. Consistency, passion, and drive describes this man to the T from his style, from his lyrical style to his visual, uh, visual representation. He makes it clear that providing people with substance is the goal. He's been shaking hands with everyone of importance from the TO to the States, uh, performing in places that uh, you're going to see all of the celebrities in. He's been around the country, uh, enjoying himself, taking pics, also working hard as well. Um, his uh, dynamic experience uh, on stage, he, he added um, dancing to his, his set as well, which makes his performance even greater. Uh, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, he changed his name, so you might not. But hey, with further ado, I'd like to introduce Philip Romain, AKA Pro Main to the show, man. Welcome oh, to the oh, show. Oh. What up, Ohio? <laughs> What's up, Chase? What's up? How's What's going? Hey, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. All blessings, Word. dude. Yo, Indeed. respect for the, uh, for the introduction. I mean, you guys have uh, been watching, and I appreciate that, you know? Indeed, I man. I've been, yeah, I've been following you for a little while now, and it's, it's, it's definitely good to see that you've been, like, uh, progressing is lack of better words, progressing just as an artist and the thing that you just picked up that you're sitting in front of right now. We'll get into that a little later. Oh, but yeah. um let's Baby. let's let's kick it off with a indeed let's kick it off with a little um background details on on you. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you raised, uh, you know, and where you got that music bug from. Well to start it off, I mean I grew up in a musical, very musical family. Everybody from my uncles to my mom, she was a jazz singer. Uh, she goes by name Anna Romaine. So she was making a lot of noise. You know, she used to sell out the Ford Theater. Um, her manager was uh, the same manager who used to uh, ruffle feathers with, uh, not ruffle feathers, but he used to be heavily involved with the Rolling Stones. Listen, his name is Gino Empery. So that's just a little history. So I grew up, you know, watching my mom on stage and that kind of put the bug in me in my blood. And uh, that's how I always felt like my family had some. I got a brother who, uh, my older, I got two brothers actually. Uh, and a lot of older cousins. And, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Like, I was very small, obviously, but the 90s formed me. And so I just remember, like, my brother Quincy just having all the records. And just, like, you know, the thing from getting the haircut when you're, like, six years old, he's giving you the fade. I'm, I'm listening to tapes. Put the tape in. I got one tape here, by the way. Just put nice. the tape in, lock it, boom, 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 run it, run it. You know, and that's just part of the culture. For me, hip-hop was just part of the culture. You know what I mean? It was always hip-hop for me since the beginning because that's all we really knew. I didn't start really getting into to next types of genres when I was like, you know, maybe in my 20s, like early, early 20s. You know, I started to branch out, maybe listen to a little classic rock, whatever, just expand the ear. Sure. But hip hop, hip hop is what I identify with. And um, I never had a pops. Right. So uh, my older brothers and the music and the culture of hip hop in the 90s took that place. So I really feel like hip hop raised me. Um, I was uh, born in Brampton, uh, but never really lived there, just born there. But I was raised in Etobicoke, that's Toronto. So six side for life. And uh, also in Oakville, that's a town like two, two cities away from Toronto. So we call it the GTA area. So Toronto and Oakville, those are the two places that I claim home. 
Word, word. And and speaking about, you know, music being in your family, you know, you got the heritage. You, I mean, you got the, you feel me? It's, 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 it's in your blood. How did you uh, describe us that feeling or that? the you know what the buzz going on in the city when drake and other artists start buzzing because before then coming from yeah. the states honestly we really didn't hear too many uh you know oh, yeah. canadian artists unless you That's were right. like heavy into like a like a like a music scholar and you just knew because there you guys do have and did have uh some some legends better like yeah, words sure, to say sure. legends but how 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 was that feeling for you? You know, like who were the artists that you were listening to, and then when it came up to Drake and a couple other artists, how, how did that make you feel? So yeah, man, hats off to Drake because before Drake, not too many people knew about Toronto hip hop. You had Cardinal Official and a few other guys, you know, Socrates and some other names, but nobody did it like Drake. And when Drake came on the scene, he changed it for every rapper in Toronto. So that's why you can't hate. Because in the beginning, when Drake was coming up, you know, you have jealousy, you have guys who was hating. I mean, even me personally, I didn't really become a true, true fan of Drake until like, until nothing was the same. And that's 2013. He was already in the game for three years, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, you, a, a prophet's always loved away from home. And that's just how it works. And that's what he did, right? He went down, Young Money got signed, and he did it for the city, right? That's why he named his first album, Thank Me Later. My brother Quincy had his eye on Drake since like 2006 when he first came out and he would always talk about this guy drake and he used to say oh you know i think i think this guy is a ghostwriter for little wayne right and he would always you know because my brother is always up on the underground stuff so he talked about this guy drake and i never really paid attention boom 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 woo, woo, woo. and then he blew up and how how did it make me feel it made me feel hungry it made me feel proud that now people were looking at toronto it made me feel like the opportunity was much more because anytime i would go to the states and i would say i was from toronto i would be welcomed you know, like very much received, like they'd be like, oh, right. So, you know, some guys are jealous or whatever. I don't take it as, as jealousy at all. I take it as a, a great opportunity. You know what I mean? There's room in the game for everybody. It's just how hard you work, right? But uh, Drake was a big thing for Toronto, man. He's thorough. You know, he's all he's thorough on all of his albums, right? Say what you want, but he's, he's definitely doing his thing. So we got major love for him out here. And uh, so do I. All right. Well, and now tell us a little about, your style you know we all i'm an artist as well so we all have those stages where you know we sound certain we sound a certain way then we you know gradually change and grow and, and your influence you know our craft become yeah for sure so tell us a little bit about that and you know when when officially did you start writing raps um well write your first rap ah. so um my style really the way i'm going I mean, I, I draw influences from a lot of different rappers, you know, everybody from Wu-Tang Clan and Nas' generation all the way up to, uh, like, let's say Dom Kennedy. You know Dom Kennedy? Yeah, I do. It's from Dom to uh, uh, Ray Strumman. I really, really, really love Sway Lee. Like, his style, the way he did it. <laughs> I mean, so I have incorporated that because for me, my goal is to become a successful artist. So I could sit here and rap hardcore all day. I could throw mm -hmm. bars at niggas, but that's not necessarily going to be what makes me successful. So you have to be well-rounded and versatile as an artist. When you have an album, it's got to have something for everybody. So for me, when I do a next album, I'm going to have tracks that might sound like house music. I'm going to have tracks that's reggae. I'm going to have a track that's definitely on some trap shit. I'm going to have some tracks that are... A, a throwback to the 90s so 
it's really important for me as an artist for people to not put me in a box. And I know currently with the music that I have put out, you would say that, you know, he's got, he's heavily influenced from the nineties, but he's incorporating some new styles. And so that's Indeed. very important to me. And that's all I've been building on in my new stuff this year. Uh, but um, to answer the, the other part of your question, um, what, what was the other part of your question? <laughs> <laughs> the other part of the question, <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, let me, let me, let me get it back. Let me get it back as well. So, um, I asked the influences and yeah, I lost it as well. It's all right. It's all right. We'll move on. We'll move on. And we'll leave that. We'll cut that. Those are definitely my influences for sure. Oh, and I, I already got it. See? And and when was the first time you wrote your first rap? Ah, that's an important question. Thank <laughs> you for getting that back Indeed. up. Okay, so, so and that's 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 a really good one because you know what? Um, okay, so the very first time that I rapped or that I jumped up and kind of grabbed the microphone, you could say, uh, yes. it's, um, it was nine. It was ninety nine. Okay, it was ninety nine. Yeah, I was young, very very young, and uh, used to have rap TV, right? And then uh, on BET, and then they had this song uh, uh, off a uh, RZA album called NYC Everything, right? So Method Man had a verse, right? And then when they played on Rhapsody, the little ball would jump on the lyrics. So what I yeah. did was I had that, it was recorded, right? And then um, I would just rewind it and rewind it and rewind it. And I wrote down the whole rap, memorized that shit, boom, had it, right? So my brother came to visit, same brother Quincy came to visit, and uh, he started saying the verse one day. He was just like, drink a Heineken. And I just jumped in. You know, little kid jumped out. Like, As you go inside the mind again, never mind your man, drop a gem, can he shine again? Most definite. Let this be my last will and testament, right? And so he jumps back. He's like, who the hell is this guy? Right? So yeah. that was my first time spitting bars like that. And I spit it flawlessly. And after that, they would always be like, whenever we used to drive around, he'd be like, yo, Phil, spit this verse, spit this verse. And that's what kind of started it all. And then it wasn't until high school, my first day of high school, that um, uh, I was walking down the hallway and, um, you know, there was these grade 12s battling, right? They were battling, like battling. And I was like, yo, that's sick. That's sick. So so when they battled, right, uh, like, I don't know what made me do this, but I, the guy who won, I, I kind of, I, I said something to the effect of the, oh, I'll take you on, I'll take you on. Yeah. Even I never wrote a rap of my own. Right? <laughs> right. I got you right back, right? Everybody's like, yeah. oh, all right, bet tomorrow. I'm like, shit. So I go home that day, right? And then I just I throw on cannabis, right? There's a rapper called Cannabis. That yeah. Rapper. yeah. So what do I do? I know that these guys have never heard that song. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I wrote down all cannabis's rhymes line for line. Oh man. Memorize that shit. I spit, <laughs> next, I spit it the next day and people were like, yo. They lost their mind. I know they did. And then after that because I had already started with guys like Cannabis and this, when I started writing my own raps, which was like a week later, cause I knew that that facade, that facade won't last long. Yeah, right? Nobody's gonna figure it out. Yeah. So I, started writing, I started writing my own raps and then that's just how it kind of started for me. Cause I was already starting at that level and that kind of just influenced me to just rap bars, you know? So right. that's how it all gets started for me. And it's just been a, a, an experience of growing since then, you know what I mean? Boy, nah, that's cool. We got similar stories. Mine's also kind of started that way. It was like a uh, writing a battle against somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that, that's that's funny. That's funny. Um, let's see here. That's so, cool. uh, 
So with your trans, you know, not transition, but your growth, uh, I haven't really seen too many people around you as far as social media, but just a question, uh, do you have a team that you're, uh, that, that's around you that's helping you, you know, helping you uh, progress or are you still looking for that team, that foundation? I'm looking for that team and for that foundation to be playing with you. I was working with a cat out here. Um, it's my boy, Freddie. Uh, you know, I, I was working with him a lot. He had history working with Tory Lanez, actually. He worked with Tory um, way before Tory popped off. So they used to go to Miami and do stuff together. He's a former manager of his. And so I've been working for years on my own, doing everything, like the record label, this, that, you know, trying to do everything except for production, which I just started this year, but that's the next conversation. So just trying to do everything on my own. And it, you got to find a team. You got to have a team. Like you can't do everything by yourself. Even the marketing, everything, like you got to have a solid team. So that's something that's always been missing from me. Uh, but I started working with Freddie last year um, and it was going well. I was doing a lot of shows, you know what I mean? But he isn't really like a manager of a specific artist, but he'll put you in contact with who you need to and get you on the shows, you know, pay to play, that type of thing. And so that's what I did last year. I got a lot of stage uh, experience. I got, you know, I got to meet some, some dope cats, like some notable cats and, you know, get in front of the right audiences and everything like that. But we never made that, um, that connection solidified. He didn't become like my guy. So I am a free agent and I am looking for a manager. I'm looking for a team. You know what I mean? So, but you know, this year I've just been really just stacking up the product and getting ready for next year. You know what I'm saying? And indeed, indeed. Building that, building that catalog, man. That's where it's yeah. at. That way when the opportunity comes, you'd be like, look, I got this and I got all of these too. You feel Three me? Hours, so right? you're doing it the right way for sure. Indeed, you gotta be. Um, you you talked, you know that uh, we talked about it at first, and we came, I came into the chat, and you were playing something already. So let's get into that. You know, you're an art. You you started out as an artist, and you know now you're transitioning. Well, you've already transitioned into you know being a producer as well. Tell us what made you do that, and um, how how's how's that been going so far? Well, I've always wanted to do it. Uh, it's always been in the back of my head and I always wanted to get an MPC or reason or do something. And I'd always been flirting with it. I started in 14, you know, in 15, I continued, but something would always stop me. And what that was, was my overwhelming drive to be an artist. And what that means is all finances went towards that. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until this year when Rona happened and all the borders were locked down, I was supposed to do a tour in Europe again with Freddie we are going to do a tour in Europe. So I was going to be gone uh, from May 22nd to June 23rd and going to like 10 different countries in France. It was going to be huge. We're going to do Midham. Uh, Midham is like a huge event out there. So when that happened, the borders got locked down. I got to save like $8,000, right? So what <laughs> I did, so what I did was I went out and I got the MPCX. I got my speakers. I got the everything I needed. And then I just decided to focus on that because you know i had downtime you're at home you're doing whatever whatever right so that's what mm -hmm. i did and to tell you the truth man it my progress my progression has happened so fast that like i never imagined i'd be able to make beats like i am right now so quickly but i really put my head on it man like i days i was in front of this thing for like 14 15 hours and i just wouldn't give up because i was an artist and now i'm a producer slash artist um i'm more focused on producing right now uh but i started out you know, playing the piano when I, and putting together little compositions when I was like five years old, six years old. My mom taught me the Fair Elise on the piano when I was six. 
So I've been playing and, you know, I put right. stuff together when I was a kid, but then, you know, life happens, you change when you get to be like 13, you know, you start doing other stuff. So this year has like been the return of me, you know what I mean? Like the, the kid me. So gotcha. now I feel like I've come yeah, full yeah. circle. I've always felt like half of me was missing as an artist, but now I feel like it's full circle. So it's unstoppable now. If I, if I put an album out, I'm telling you front to back, the production is going to be disgusting. All you, all you, and all credits to you, all percentages go to you. Hey, oh, man, you know how that's, that's going to feel right? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> hey, man, you own, you own it all. That's hard, man. Now, that's, that's what we man should. Exactly, exactly. And that's how I was just speaking with uh, three ladies about owning their show. They um, just got their trademark went through. So I was like, it's, it's beautiful to have ownership of, of your art and things that you love. So, man, big congrats Absolutely. to you on your, on your journey to being a, an amazing uh, producer because I already know you gone. You're going to go hard at it, just like you do with the, with the music. So that's what's up. No problem. Um, so the next session was going to be a little fun, little um, couple fun questions. It's either or. Uh, let's see here. So the first one I got for you, drums or flats? Oh, drums, 100%. We, 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 we talking we talk chicken wings, right? Yes, we okay. are. Yes, we are. All right, so I'll make sure. We're not talking about the drums <laughs> yeah. on this MPC. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Definitely drums. Definitely drums, man. Because I like the meat. I like to touch, touch like meat. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like a mini chicken leg. Indeed, I, it is. I'm always, what? I'm always, I'm always picking those ones at the table when I'm sharing with people. You know, I hope they don't know. Grab <laughs> <laughs> them first. <laughs> <laughs> for sure all right so the next question it might be a little i don't know it might be a little difficult let's see jay-z tupac and biggie one catalog oh. has the one catalog has to go <laughs> God, no one no one will judge you guy? i know okay, i know exactly. oh my god hey. you know I'm, i still gotta do it but <laughs> if i blow up you can't show this to jay because it's gotta be jay. I, gotcha. listen, listen. If the thing is, is that Jay had so much more time to put out music. We don't know what Pac would have, Pac put out so much content, what Pac did for the culture, what Pac did as a person. I was listening to Pac like a few months ago and I really realized how ahead of his time this guy was as a rapper. Yeah. The shit this guy was talking about was so ahead of its time. It's so relevant today, everything. So, I mean, everything. it's hip hop, hip hop is, is you know, it, Pac and, you know, Biggie, like, I mean, Biggie just speaks for himself. I mean, how many lines did, did Jay-Z throw up as a salute to Biggie? People say he bit those lines. Stop being, it's not biting those lines. He's throwing as a salute. They're a boys, you know what I mean? But even, I think even Jay would concede to the fact that, yo, Biggie was the one, you know what I mean? So it has to be Biggie out of the, so has to be Jay out of those, out of those okay. three. I mean, Jay is definitely in my top five, 100%. Got you, got you. Good, good, good political answer, you know. Wrap it up at the end with it. He's in your top five. I like it, I like it. And last question, one thing you can't live without. I'm sipping it right now. It's going to be coffee. I could, coffee? Listen, I could, I could give you, I'll tell you why. I could give uh -huh. you the simple answer and say music, right? But that's obvious. <laughs> that's obvious. I can't live without music, for sure. Music is definitely my number one. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna say, well, me, I'm gonna say God. I can't live without God. I can't, right? I can't, because for me personally, not everybody agrees, but from where I'm sitting and what I've seen in my experience in life, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that, right? So I gotta say that, but I'm gonna say coffee. That was the first thing that came to mind because you know what? When I wake up in the morning and I come and I do my thing, you know, sometimes you know, in the past, I've had I've had little problems with drugs, 
as I think a lot of people have, right? And there was a time in my life where I didn't feel like I could write a rap unless I was sniffing something or I was smoking something. And now all I do is just sip my coffee and I write the best raps I've ever written. And if this is my vice, if this is what has kept me away from all that other stuff, then let me sip on it. And that's Indeed. why I that's why I swear by it. And this ain't no commercial for, uh, for Tim Hortons. and <laughs> or, or Tim Hortons. Hey, don't throw it out there if you want one of them, you know, speaking into existence. We accepting all sponsors. You accepting all sponsors and partners as well, man. <laughs> wicked, wicked, wicked. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. Well, let's kick it into the next um, section of the show. It is Explain Those Pictures. Got a couple pictures up here. I'm gonna share them for you, and you just give us a couple of details of what's going on in the pictures. Mm, what pictures yeah. are you gonna pull up? So the first one I have is this one. Let's see here. Let's see if he shares it. All right, there we go. Oh, that's the homies. That's the homies. That's the squad. Those are my those are my bedrooms. We've been we've been boys for. Damn near 20 years, bro. 15, 15, 20 years. This is my this is my bedrooms. So I got my guy, my, my guy Andrew in the back. He helps me with uh he's my head communications officer for the crew for the squad. So my label is National Defense Records, right? So everybody in my squad is like uh they got they got a place and he's the head communications officer. So my guy's right. good with social media. If you come to the city, he knows he's one of those guys where he he takes pride in. Uh, being able to connect somebody, knowing everybody that does something. Right? If you want the club with the bottles, he knows that guy. He's got a guy for you know anything, right? So right. that's my He's guy. Man. Yeah, he helps me. He helps me run the label from a communication standpoint, and he keeps me on top of you know everything that's new that's coming out. Uh, he's the first guy to say, "Yo, you heard this new album? You got to stay on top of that. Stay on top of this." So you need to, that's my guy right there. Uh, and then my other guy behind me there was my bed, my bedroom prospect, and prospect has been on every one of my albums. And my last album went on the house. Uh, he's on. Uh, he's on. Uh, you know it, which I think is track seven. Yeah, track track seven. You know it. So he's been on every one of my albums. We had an album, underground album together way back in 2010. So that's my bedroom for life. You're gonna always see him appear on every one of my albums. So that's Prospect Kid. And we're just in the subway there. You know, what I mean, that's just how we live. How I live my everyday life. I'm always on the subway. I love the subways. Um, it's, it's an inspiring place for me to be. You know what I mean? Because it helps me to connect to the energy of the city. So subway is just gritty. It's raw. It's underground. The iron worm. So I want to take some pictures down there. What? Nah, I, I fuck with that 100%. Uh, let's right. see here. All right. So the next one is this one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pick right there. I did um, that photo shoot, I think, a little while ago, that was before my hair was twisted. <laughs> so uh, I like that one because that one's a little bit creative. You know, you got my lady in the back. That's my lady in the back. Um, you know, she's just that's like one of them, one of them soul pictures. You know, just the, the guys on the steps got his lady in the back. I'm just chilling. I'm just kicking it on the porch. You know, just showing the human side of me. So I got a few right. pictures of that where I'm just you know doing a photo shoot, the artist thing. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Cool. All right, so kick it off with a couple other questions. I uh, got a couple more, and I'm gonna let you go, man. Uh, let's see here. So, as as we spoke a little bit about um, traveling, I saw you. Uh, you were traveling last year 
I do. Yeah, last year, saw you taking a lot of pictures and videos of being in some nice place. I don't know where it was. It was beautiful, though. You know, <laughs> and you've, you've done yeah. shows in different areas um, and in, in different places. You know, tell us about that experience as an artist, you know. First, start, first starting off where you were and what you were doing out there, if you can. Um, and then, you know, talk about the experience as far as uh, performing and uh, performing in different areas and places. Yeah, so, I mean, last year was a, a lot of traveling last year. Last year was a big push for me. Um, I went to a lot of places. I went to the Philippines. I went to New York, uh, Washington, Maryland. Uh, where else? Uh, Vienna. Now, some of those were just trips, right? Uh, but the ones that were music-related, um, uh, every every place that I went is kind of music-related because I would connect with somebody there. I would market with somebody out there. I made a connection with somebody out there. Uh, when it comes to shows, those were more like around, um, around Canada. So we went to Ottawa a couple times. That's the nation's capital, Canada's capital. We did a few shows out there. Um, we also went to Montreal. Um, I was supposed to go out to BC, but didn't make it out there. But you know, just traveling is very important to me as an artist because I write a lot of my best work when I'm on the road. And it's like either I'm on a bus or I'm on like a bus going to like Pittsburgh or something, which is like a nine hours. I could take the plane, but I prefer taking the bus because it gives me an opportunity to write more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whenever I'm on the plane, anytime I'm on a plane, I always write a banger. I don't know what it is. It's just something about, there's something about, you know, I'm extroverted. So I just, I gather that energy. You know what I mean? Okay. But I did make some good uh, connections when I was in Vienna. I put out my album. Uh, I also went to, no, France was the year before. Uh, but um, out in Washington, that was dope too. So everywhere I go, I'm trying to make connections. Um, I got some radio play out in Washington. So I went out to uh, University of Washington to kind of connect with those radio programmers and, you know, show mm-hmm. face and meet with them and everything like that. So uh, my album got on a lot of radio plays. So every time I go to a new city, I try to get to that radio station and say what's up. So that's basically it. But traveling is huge, man. For me as an artist, as soon as I get the chance, I'm gonna, I'm I'm jumping back to Japan. You know what I mean? So. Well, yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to travel. As soon as this stuff dies down a little bit, I, I can't wait to get out there and just film and, and and do music as well and just meet and just meet and touch people, man. Like this is yeah. crazy. It's, it's definitely crazy. Um, let's see here. We talked a little about a little bit, you know, touched on your albums. You know, how many albums do you have and which one do you think if someone said, you know, if I want to get a sense of who you are or to become a fan, what song or what album should people listen to, you know, first time listeners? First impression to me, uh, listen to... It Starts At Home, which is the first track off my last album, which is my first official album, One On The House. So it's track one. There's also a music video. It's the only music video that I've done. Um, I can't wait to make another one. But that's the music video. It's called It Starts At Home. And you get to meet my whole family, what we talked about in the, in the beginning of this interview. I, I forced them to be in the video. You know what I mean? So we did it. Yeah, we did it at my brother James's house. I had my mom in it. I have my, my nephews, my nieces in it, my cousins in it. You know some of my closest boys so it's it's i'm very proud of that video uh that video had more of a reception than the whole album <laughs> to tell you the truth the album got received very well got radio play i got on the i got on the charts with that album uh i was near um 
uh, a lot of artists from Rock Nation um, on those charts. So I was very proud of that. But that video to me is well done, well produced. Um, and so I'm happy with that one. Uh, another, uh, another EP. So my first EP was called Acclaim. And that was in 2014. And that's when my name was Jamel Thomas, right? So those are my two middle names, Jamel Thomas. And so Acclaim is, to me, is, a, is an amazing album. If you want to know about me as a person and everything, listen to Acclaim front to back. The, it's, it's, it's a wicked, wicked album. This album too, One on the House, is my first official album. So I got the EP and the album. And um, anything before that was just like underground mixtapes, which one day... I will reveal, you know what I mean? Once okay. The, once, I yeah, mean, yeah. To, you, to you, I'll send them to you. But to everybody else, yeah, I'll, you, reveal them. I'll reveal those <laughs> later. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I got the right. EP 2014. I took a long break between 14 and 20, 2019 putting that one out because I wanted to, I, I really grew as an artist. There's a big difference in my sound from Acclaim to this one. And there's going to be an even bigger difference from One on the House to my next uh, tape that will probably come out um, next spring. So... Yeah, look out for that for sure. Got you. All right. And let's see here. Uh, two more questions for you. Uh, so are you pursuing, you know, a lot of artists nowadays are going independent because you can you can honestly do it all by yourself uh, as far as without having to use a record label. So is that something you're aiming towards being independent or are you pushing towards, you know, getting a record label and give us some details on why? So this is something that I've wrestled with for a long time, you know, um, but, you know, I've, I've had my own record label for about five years now and I've, I've, I've tried, I've tried and things have gone pretty good. I mean, the Europe tour was coming in and I just know that if I keep working and at a consistent pace, it will, it will pay off. You know what I mean? And nothing feels better than having that hundred percent ownership of what you're doing, especially as a producer too. But now that I'm actually producing, it's a little bit of a different story. And if the offer is right, I would sign to a major label because I'll tell you the truth. I will do that if, if the offer is right. I would not let go of more than 50% ownership of my masters, right? But the beautiful thing about being a producer is producer usually always takes 50%. So even if I'm a signed artist under a label and I do the producing, I'm taking a large slice no matter what, right? So. Owning my own masters is very important to me. And if they said that I couldn't, then I would need something with a clear path that I could buy it back in the agreement in the future. I can give those guys three albums, um, the first three albums, I could do that, no problem, within three years. Or I could give them four albums in three years, whatever they want. Because I got so much stuff and so many concept albums and so much work that I already have saved for the back pocket that I'm not worried about giving my best work to a label. It'll be amazing, but I got I got gems saved up. So I would definitely sign if the deal is right. Boy, yeah, but I would, I would encourage everybody to own their own. You know what I mean? Try try doing it yourself. Like, don't get discouraged. But, you know, if the deal comes along and it's right and the negotiation is right, then, you know, why not? Boy. All right, cool. And, you know, before we wrap it up, uh, I just want to ask you, is there anything else we haven't talked about? You know, we touched on a little bit about, you said, your new EP, no, new album, correct? Your new album is coming up in spring, you said? Yeah, so, next spring. Go ahead. Is there anything? Uh, 
Okay, gotcha. Is there any other news, any new projects, anything we didn't touch on that you know want to shout out? Any people you know, or anything, anything at all that we didn't talk about that you want to discuss a little bit? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to first of all my family, my mom, my brother DJ Watts is live. He's got a radio show uh, that he does every second Saturday of the month. So he does that on a a uh, station called iLive Radio. So if you tune into iLive Radio, you got UK and you got Toronto. If you do that on the second Saturday of every month between 8 to 10 p.m., you get to hear where most of my influences as an artist came from. You know what I mean? So that's my brother Q, uh, DJ Watts is live. Huge shout out to him because he helped shape and mold me into the artist that I am today. Um, give a shout out to my longtime guy, Neo Tempest, who is my who produced half this album. You know what I mean? Um, Tempest has been my guy since day one. And so Neil Tempest is huge. He's putting out music every month now. Very, you know, he's got a new song he's got out. It's called uh, No Reflection. Um, so you can check him out too. Uh, give a shout out to my boy Prospect, my boy Andrew Gomez, like all my squad, NDR, um, my girl Charlotte. And uh, yeah, man, that's all the shout outs. Uh, anything else to touch on? You know, uh, if anybody wants to see the the a hint of what's coming and the difference of me as an artist, you can listen to One on the House, right? This is my album. It's on Spotify. It's on wherever. And then if you want to see the difference between then and now, you can listen to the, the most recent song that I dropped was this March. It's called Make It Hot. Uh, that track is a banger, right? That's a commercial joint. It's a banger. And the song that I did last December is a song that got pushed the furthest, that the most successful song to date was, is, uh, that I put out, it's called Want You Bad, right? So if you put Jamel Thomas, J-A-M-E-L Thomas, Want You Bad, listen to that track and tell me that shit's not, that's where I'm going, right? So um, in terms of work, I might have a surprise track that I put out before the end of the year, but anything that comes out, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bonus, it's gonna be a surprise. I'm really just focusing down on my production um, honing those skills in to get ready for what I'm going to put out next spring, as I think a lot of artists are, but it's going to be, it's going to be a dope year next year. I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I just want to thank you, man. I want to thank you for this interview and shout out to your whole crew. Um, we're going to stay in contact, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to watch me over the years as an artist. That means a lot to me. And the questions that you put together and the length of the interview is much love, major love. So respect. Hey, well, I appreciate you sitting down with me, man, and giving us this opportunity to um, not just myself, but my company and people that's watching this and going to watch this, uh, giving us a peek, a uh, sneak peek into your life before, you know, you, before you blow up, I'll be able to like, yo, we had a conversation. So to be able to, for, um, to be able to do this, it's, it's man, you, I just can't, I can't even like, Say the word. It, I, it's really a blessing. I really appreciate it. Um, if you have anything else, you know, in the future that you want to promote or put out there, the website will be um, published in December. So after okay. that, anytime you want to promote anything, send it my way. I'll put it on there. It'll be an ad of yours or anything. Just let me know. I'll put it up there. Um, besides that, man, I wish you more success. Um, that's okay. already coming, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing your progression and seeing where you are next spring uh, as far as production, music as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, it's been a blessing. Thank you so much, man.
Yo, much love. Major respect, man. And same goes for you. Anything you got, I promo it for you. All right? Much love. From Thank you so side, much. Baby. Hey, once six side. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you so much, you guys. This is another episode of Movies of the Culture. Sitting here with uh, Pro Man. Uh, shout out to the six, man. Toronto, man. Salute, baby. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. You have a good night. Well, good rest of the day. Don't, not you a good too, night baby. yet. You too, Indeed. man. We'll talk soon. Indeed, Watch. we will.